welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast, where we're here to help you land your dream job. So if at any time during this episode you find any value, please make sure you take a screenshot and you share it with a friend. And don't forget, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. That will mean the world. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. So guess what, guys? Got some exciting news for you all. The book is finally done after about, you know, three to six months of working on the Mastering College to Career book. The editor has approved it, probably fixed a lot of my grammar and spelling, which is definitely not my strength. But regardless, I am looking to create the most awesome launch team and I need your help. So if you want to be part of the launch team, if you want to learn more about this launch team, it is so important to me that literally all I want you to do is to text me. This is the best way to read, talk to me. Text me. 321-945-7270. If you text me and say purple cow, I will know what you mean by that. And we can talk a little bit more about what it means to be part of the launch team. And trust me, it'll be completely worth it for you to do this if you like the content of this podcast because you're going to get so much value out of this. And so can't wait to talk to you about this. Text me. See you later. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Mastering College to Career podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Thursday, so you will be getting a solo episode today. And today I'm going to have a special kind of episode in terms of not diving into a particular topic, but instead, this episode, I am going to be recapping how my last year has been and also four key learning lessons. Actually, I'm going to do top three lessons that I learned this year. So this Tuesday, so May 21st was my birthday and I turned 29 years of age. And so every year I on my birthday, for some reason, I get all depressed and crap because I just start thinking about all the things that I accomplished and all the things that I did not accomplish that year and I my head goes into this brainstorming analyzing really try to identify what was my biggest takeaway of that year and and for some reason I've been doing this for for at least the last 10 years and so this is the first time where I'm actually going to publicly talk about what went through my head on my birthday and what were the things that I analyzed, what were my thoughts and kind of what was the, my conclusion for the year. And I wanted to share it with you guys, my podcast family. And so there was, you know, before I start talking about the, the, the three things that I really took away from this one year, um, I actually want to talk about how much change this year has been, um, and I always and I've talked about this in previous episodes that you are either growing or dying, and so on your birthday or any day, look back and say where was I a year ago? Am I a better person in all aspects of my life, or have I regressed or or stayed the same? Because even if you're staying the same, you're still falling behind because there's people that are growing and are going to pass you by. And so I talked a little bit about that in the last solo episode when I was talking about growth mindset. 
But on my birthday, I actually specialized, think about this even more. And so last year in May 2018, I left, I put my two weeks notice with PepsiCo. And for many of you guys that know my story, I worked for PepsiCo Frito-Lay for about six years. It was my first job out of college. It was a dream job for me because I was coming out of college and I had graduated with a management and marketing degree. And it was a job where I was going to be a district manager. I was going to be trained to be a district manager and it was going to allow me to be uh, doing sales and managing a sales team. And I was essentially going to be running a business within the back end of a Fortune 500 company with the pro- uh, process and procedures that big organizations provide. And so it was truly a dream job. And I did that. I was there for six years. I, I had four different roles within six years. I was you know, climbing the corporate ladder. But I've always been so entrepreneurial. I always knew that I did not see myself climbing the corporate ladder and that my goal was that, you know, at five years to pursue my own business venture. And throughout my time from college, which I graduated college in 2012, and until I left PepsiCo in 2018, I had three business ventures that failed in a sense, right? So there's no such thing as an overnight success, and and I'll dive into that. Um, While I was in college, uh, my big brother from my business fraternity and I uh, started a company called U-Bike, which was a bicycle rental system for college campuses, which is essentially what Lime Bike is now across multiple universities in the United States. And then um, we just didn't know, we didn't have the know-how or the capital to really execute that business properly to make it successful. And we both decided to take a job in corporate America. During my time in corporate America, I started a marketing company with a friend, Alan Harkin, and we had that marketing company for about a year, and it was very tough, right? And the business was not successful. Then I transitioned and started working with my friend, Felipe, and helping him grow his brand, Mestre, which is all that I used, it was hats and apparel, and we had a production company where we created videos which is videos uh, commercials and so on and I also found that because that wasn't my passion I found it hard to work on the business and long story short I you know ended up selling my part of the business back to my friend Felipe the the business is still going well go check out mestraempire.com and you'll see some amazing stuff and and clothes that he has and he's just such a talented individual but what I learned from all this business failures per se was that I was starting businesses on other people's dreams and goals and it wasn't my own and it wasn't until I had already been speaking around college campuses and working with students in different capacities that I realized that helping students get a job after college was my passion. And there was a need in the market because 
the unemployment rate that I recently read for college students, recent grads, is 54%, which is crazy because the overall unemployment rate in the United States is less than 4%. Um, in Orlando alone, there's more jobs than there are people looking for jobs. And even though that Orlando has about a 3% unemployment rate, a lot of those people are just not necessarily really looking for jobs because you can go get a job at Disney, Universal, uh, SeaWorld, all the hospitality restaurants, all the warehouse jobs that are available. There's a m million of CSR roles, which are customer service representatives. And so it's, it's shocking to me that the fact that when it comes to professional jobs and students graduating, there is such a need to helping students understand a clear path to getting their dream job. And so that as I realized that this is what the next business that I wanted to do, I wanted to make sure that I put all my like I put all my effort into it. And when I did that, I decided to leave PepsiCo. And at that time, I had um, I had a, a I have a friend that has a staffing agency. I ended up working with them for a couple of months, and and really that's kind of how it was it was the bridge from corporate america to allow me to do this full time and this is where i am now since november of 2018 i've been 100% focused on building the mastering college to career brand and it's been such and i'll talk about the learnings but this is kind of an overview of what has happened in my life in the last year right so now that i'm 29 years old officially 29 and one days i'm just here kind of sharing you guys how much my life has changed in the past year and starting this business has been very very challenging but at the same time very very rewarding and i have spent literally the first six months of this business creating the content and the products and services to make sure that it 10 times what the value. And so the book is finally done. It's been back to the editors. I'm just putting the final touches. Um, the online course is about 70% done. We'll be filming the online courses in a couple of weeks from today. And the goal is to launch the book and the online courses at the same time. So that's a very, very exciting to see all the work that pretty much has been going on for the last six months of this business you know, come, come to a petition. But let's talk about some of the learnings that I went through and I kind of like realized in this last year, you know, my when I was 28 years old. The first thing I, I want to talk about is it is said that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. But the second best time is now. And I think that is very, very true. And I think um, people overestimate what they can do in one year. You know, we set yearly goals. You know, generally all this is happening for your new year resolution. And we set 100 goals that we want to try to accomplish in 2019 as an example. But, but the reality is that most people don't follow through on those goals because they have overextended themselves. But at the same time, people underestimate what they can do with their life. And you think about the goals that you set for a year. What if you did that every year? Wouldn't your life be 
completely different. You have achieved some incredible stuff. Well, but our life goals are not as lofty as our yearly goals. So I really do think that it's very, very important to have goals, but not to over plan your goals to having 20 goals or three goals per every area of your life and make it complicated. I really do think that you should have a maximum of 10 goals a year and break those goals into quarterly and um, and allows you to really have some clear focus. But I started out this uh, topic number one or the number one thing that I learned or really make sure that I started applying is the idea of if you could if you have an idea, whether it's to learn how to code, whether it's to learn a second language, whether it's to learn Excel, whatever that might be, whether to start a business, the best time for you to have done that or to buy a house as an example was five, maybe 10 years ago, maybe a couple of years ago. But the second best time is now. Like take action. And it doesn't have to be that I'm going to go quit my job and start this business kind of like what I did because that was not a decision that I made overnight. I had been thinking about starting this business and even had already been speaking at universities for five years before I even made the jump. And it was a very calculated jump that I didn't have everything figured out, but I would tell you I had 80% of it all figured out before I said, hey, I am going to focus on this 100%. And so kind of like the biggest thing I want you to take away from that lesson is that is to make sure that you take action. And you take small daily actions that add up to long-term results on whatever that thing might be, right? Whether it is learning a second or third language, whether it is learning how to code, whether it is to get your CPA, whatever your heart desires, but start working on it now. Because there is a learning curve because there is no shortcut to success, which brings me right directly to point number two, which is, which is, there's no shortcut to success. A long time ago, I read a book called Outliers by Michael, Michael, Wal- oh man, I can't even think about it. I am actually guys sick. This is why my voice sounds a little different today. Uh, but it was called Outliers and it talked about one of the chapters was the 10,000 hour rule. And the author talked about how It takes 10,000 hours to master a craft. And so if you think about people who have been very, very successful, and one of them that he shares in the book is Bill Gates and how he was so good with computers and how he was so young to create such a successful company as Microsoft and become a billionaire at such a young age. It was not something that he did or overnight actually um bill gates whether there's some element of luck and everything he had exposure and had the ability to work on computers at a very 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 early age from the from the school that he went to to the university that he attended and so his ability to volunteer his time to get in front of to get extra time on the computer those hours added up to his 10,000 hours. So during a time where there weren't many computers per city, per school, and maybe a university had two computers, 
he was putting in the work. He was putting in those hours. And so when I bring that back and I think about my life and I hear a lot of people that said, hey, you know, you've recently started this business, but you're doing so well. Like, you know, how have you been able to do that? I look back and I think about how I've actually been working on this business for five years. And I am not nowhere close to 10,000 hours, which is why, you know, my business is not a million dollar business or a multi six figure business yet, because it's part of that learning curve, right? If you think about it, you do the math, you're going to have to work five years, 40 hours a week to reach that 10,000 hours. And there's no shortcut. There's just going to be learning. There's things that you're able to do by reading books by educating yourself, by finding mentors that are going to be able to, in a sense, create shortcuts to reach those goals earlier. But for you to master a subject, master a craft, you will have to put in those 10,000 hours. And I'm telling you guys, I'm putting those 10,000 hours. Like I'm not there, but I am definitely putting in the hours to be able to get to my 10,000 hours in a sense a lot faster than five years, right? Because I don't have, in a sense, five years to reach that. So I have to put in the time now to figure it all out. One thing I want to also talk about is being naive. And naive could be at sound as is a bad word. Like, hey, you're so naive. And I think that that is one of the best things that can happen to you is to be naive because we as humans are not logical. We're not completely logical, which is great, right? If you think about if we made all our decisions based on logic, we would not be as we would never had, we would have never gotten a computer. We would have never reached the moon we would have never have an iPhone because logically those things are impossible, right? For for the longest time, it was said that it was impossible to run a four-minute mile. Yet, one person did it and in that same year, four other people did it. And in the following year, 20 other people did it. Yet, before that person ran the four-minute mile, for the last... 50 years plus, there was no, no one ever recorded somebody doing it. And scientists said that it was impossible for a human to run a four-minute mile. And I forgot where I read this, but I think like even now there's high schoolers that run four-minute miles. And so that, that that's – there's the individuals that were naive enough to think that, hey, I could run a, a, a mile under four minutes. Individuals that said, I think we can reach the moon. Individuals said, why don't we create a mobile device that replaces the computer? Like, if it wasn't for those people that were naive to do those things, then our humanity would not be progressing. So I challenge you as a student to never lose and to be naive, to never lose that. To not, you don't have to be logical. I think that there's a balance, but you don't have to be logical. It's like, it's crazy to think, like, logically, I shouldn't start this business. I had an amazing career, you know, making over six figures. It was steady. I, you know, never stressed about money to jeopardize that and to start a business knowing that statistic, 
according to you know national statistics, I have a 90% chance of failure. So as a student, be naive. You know, don't lose that. Because if not, you stop learning, you stop taking the risk, and without risk, there's no rewards. And I think a lot of times we were very naive as children. And I think that's why we grow so much every year after year is because we're not afraid to try new things. So don't don't be afraid to try new things and be naive. Go for it. Because if there's, there's no better time for you to be naive than now when you don't have all the responsibilities, where you don't have a family, where you don't have a mortgage, when you don't have all these bills that you have to pay. So take the chance now. Start building in. Stop, start working on what you love and put it in so you can reach your 10,000 hours faster. So this is your time to be naive. And so, guys, those are the top three things that I, after thinking and analyzing, you know, from May of 2018 to May of 2019, those are the th big three things that I've learned when I was 28 years old. And I'll, and I'll recap it really quickly. Number one is there's no better time to do something than now, right? So do, do it, take the risk, but understand that there's work to be put in, which is number two. That there is no shortcut to success. You're going to have to put in those 10,000 hours to hit mastery. And then number three is to take the chance. Don't be so logical. Take the chance. Be naive. So what, I, what I'm telling you now is what do you see, where do you see your life five years from now? And what can you do now to start getting and positioning yourself to that ideal life? Be naive, take the chance now before you have all those responsibilities. And then lastly, understand, you're going to have to put in the work. So ladies and gentlemen, that is my recap of what I've accomplished in the last year. You know, how, what, how, what, how, 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 how has my life changed? And ultimately, what I learned from this past year of life. I'm excited. I'm 29 years old, one more year before I'm 30. And I'm excited to see how much I grow in this past year. And if I'm able to accomplish my goals to be able to build this business to the point where it can financially take care of me and my wife. And I'm able to travel the country speaking at different universities with her. And continue to design the life that we want to live. And I... I want to thank you guys so much for all the support, you know, for listening to this podcast and for sharing it with your friends. Like I, I've seen and I get messages on a weekly basis of individuals that said, hey, this person introduced me to your podcast. Thank you so much. It's helped me so much. Right. I appreciate that so much. Like that's the best gift that you can give me. Like if you can share this podcast with someone who might need it. Right. If you can share my. If you can give me a review so that the algorithm of Apple automatically shares my podcast with other individuals that might be looking for this type of content. So thank you guys again and catch you guys in the next episode. You guys are amazing. If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend have made it to the end of the podcast. I want to take some time to thank you and congratulate you 
for being different and taking control of your career. Doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's going to set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job. Keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.